I'm Mindy Hancock, Mindset and Life Coach, and you're listening to the Mindy Mission Podcast. This podcast is a high-vibe, expansive space for women on a mission who are ready to stop playing small. You have one life to live. It is up to you to decide how you choose to spend it. It's time to stop waiting, stand up, and start living your Hello, my beautiful friends. Welcome back to a new episode of the Mindy Mission Podcast. Today on the podcast, I had the pleasure of having Lauren Armstrong on. And guys, it is funny to talk about how we met each other, and you're going to hear the whole story of how we met our true love story, honestly. And we talk about human design. So if you have been wondering about human design, if you have been just slightly dabbling into it, I want you to listen to this. Lauren like really gives you an in-depth um information on human design, what each what each um, human design means, what your authorities are. Like she really breaks it down for you. So if you're just now getting into human design, I want you to get a pen and piece of paper out because trust me, you're going to need to take some notes on this. Lauren is amazing. She is a business coach who helps corporate women escape their lives of should and create online businesses that are the freest and fullest versions of themselves. She does this by helping you tap into your intuition and understanding how you are uniquely designed to be in this world. And what she means by that is your unique human design. So I love how Lauren describes this and how she um, really defines human design for the listeners. So I hope that you enjoy it. Go ahead and tag me in your Instagram stories with what you are loving. And you can connect to Lauren by going to the show notes and find all the ways that you can connect with her. So without further ado, I will see you inside. Hello, Lauren. Hi, Miss Mindy. So happy to be here. <laughs> Hi. So guys, before, I know you just heard her bio, but before I actually have her introduce herself, we are going to tell the story of how we met. It is the funniest like, it's our love story. story. Yeah, it's our love story. <laughs> and how I knew we were going to be friends. Um, so we both, well, actually, we both went to Decide It's Your Turn in mm-hmm. May in Austin and we did not meet at, a, at the actual event. Um, nope. So the last night, I guess it was, um, there was supposed to be like this happy hour meet up thing at this local bar or whatever. Um, and a group of people come in and Lauren was there and she happened to sit down next to me and we started chatting and realized that she was actually supposed to fly out that night. And she went to the airport and, or maybe she didn't, maybe you didn't go to the airport. I'm not sure, I, but I did. And it, my, and my flight was canceled. Oh my gosh. So then she was just hanging out with me. Like she, we would have never met had her um, flight not been canceled. So it was definitely really cool. And we sat there and we talked a lot about human design and I don't know, it was just a really cool conversation. And I think that it was like really cool that we were meant to meet and your flight was meant to be canceled. And it was I fully believe that. And it was just a really cool way to meet. And I definitely think it was some sort of like divine <laughs> intervention. 100%. Yes. Like, because that group that we met that night, and I think you had known some of those gals from earlier in the conference, but I hadn't met any of you. And so it was just so cool to be like, to watch the universe happen. And, and there were a couple of other women whose, whose flights were canceled. Um, who were having this reaction of like, oh my gosh, my flight was canceled. Like it's the end of the world kind of a thing. And to have that, have done a lot of inner work to like look at the situation and be like, how is this serving me? Like I must be really like tonight must be very important. Like I must need to still be here. Right. And to like look at it through a different lens and be like excited about the possibility of my flight being canceled. So it was just kind of really interesting to watch that all play out in a real life scenario because you can always say like, oh yeah, like I do a lot of work. Like how is this serving me? But then when your flight gets canceled (laughs) and you're like having to spend an extra night in a city that you weren't planning on it, like how do you actually react to that? And seeing who I met and the conversations I had, it was just so cool and to not freak out. Yeah, absolutely. It was such a cool, it was really cool experience and to see it all. And like, you were not freaked out at all. I would have to say like, I would probably be the girl that like, what am I supposed to do? 
but you were very much like, I'm meant to be here. Like, this is, this is where the universe wanted me. And, and you, you even said that night, like I was my, I was meant to be here to meet you and like have this conversation. And it was just, it was such a really cool experience, but, um, leading into, or coming off of that, not leading into, but can you just kind of give the, the listeners a background of who you are, what it is that you do, what has led you to this point? Um, just let us know all things Lauren. Who is Lauren at her core? Sure. So I'm Lauren Armstrong, um, and it kind of is my mission in life, and I know that you have Mindy mission, so I love that, um, is to help women stop living lives that they feel that they should and start creating the lives that they're meant for, because I truly believe like each of us is here for a reason um, and to fulfill that purpose. And so my business name is Created Future Academy, meaning like you have your default future and you have your, you have your created future, right? And so if you can have any future you want because it doesn't exist yet, why would you choose to do a default like a filing error essentially of living the same thing that you've been doing in your past you can create whatever that future is that you want for yourself so that's really the epitome of what I do and what my business is I'm helping women make that transition from corporate to entrepreneurship because that is my story um, and I never had a like a rock bottom moment. I didn't have like a, you know, I was fired and I had to figure it out. Like none of that. It was from a very positive place. But looking at my life from a, the perspective of what do I want to create for myself? And is this the life that I want to live into? And on my retirement day, you know, 40 years from now or whatever, am I going to regret having this career, even though it was a career in the oil industry. It was very lucrative. Like I was doing really well. Like, is this what I want for my life? Because if it's just money, like that feels so icky to me. So that's a little bit about just like my core values and who I am. And I feel like everyone's here for a reason and I want to help more women live into that. Um, so I do that with a lot of human design, which you touched on a little bit. So I'm, I meet woo and practical together is really the area that I practice in. So how do we make you the best version of yourself so that you can bring what you're meant to into the world? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And um, I, it makes me think back to even our conversation a little bit, because even that night sitting next to Lauren, there were a lot of things that I actually learned about myself <laughs> in that moment that so funny. <laughs> I know I was like, great, I'm learning all this stuff. It was so cool to see all the things that I was learning in real time. But I want to touch on a couple of things before we actually dive into human design. Something that you said, you said that I didn't have this rock bottom moment. I didn't have this like, you know, something I got fired or something horrible happened. It wasn't any of that. And I, I really want to touch on that because I feel like for me, I've never had a rock bottom. I've never had this rock bottom moment that has forced me into where I am. Um, I was very much like grew up to be, you know, like conditioned to believe you go to college, you do the things, you get the degree, you go to whatever. So, yes. Check, check, check. Yes. Done it all. Get the master's degree, do all the things. Um, and, but I, I always, I sometimes have felt this limiting belief that I don't have as much value because I didn't hit rock bottom. And then, so I can't say like I started from the bottom and then all this, like I've created all of this. So, and I have really honestly been talking about this just recently on my social media to some, some people who have been struggling with the same thing. So I wanted to ask you your perspective since we have both never like hit this quote unquote rock bottom or whatever you want to call it. Um, and that you can still have value and create an impact and, um, have purpose on this planet without hitting rock bottom. Yes. I have so many things to say about this. So then go for it. <laughs> um, so I'm going to say something that I, I don't mean that it's harder because that's, that's not, that's not true, but sometimes it can almost feel harder when there is nothing actually wrong. Like if, if there's nothing wrong, if there's no rock bottom, if there's no, you get fired. You have to in complete comfortability, comfortability. Wow. That's a hard word to say. <laughs> um, in complete comfort, look at your life from a socially acceptable standpoint. Like everyone's looking at you being like, yes, you did everything you're supposed to do from the outside. Your life looks perfect. You're making, you know, X amount of dollars. You're making this kind of impact. Like you go on these great vacations, you have a pension or a four in a 401k, like, Oh my God, your life is perfect. And for you to be able to look at your life and say, I understand that this is quote unquote perfect from society standards, but it's not fulfilling who I am as a person. And I'm going to make the decision 
to basically blow up everything that everybody knows about who I am and who I know about myself as checking the boxes and doing the things that I've been expected to do. And I'm going to do what I believe I'm meant for. That's a very difficult decision because you're not making it out of necessity. You're making it out of choice. Um, so, I mean, to say like, absolutely people sometimes get faced with rock bottom moments and I believe it's the universe or God directing you to those to be like, hello, wake up, <laughs> like do this. Like you're meant for something different. Um, but I didn't, I, I guess I didn't need that, but it was almost a, a place of positivity, which I, I want to touch on a little bit. Like the reason I started looking at my life this way was because I was offered a job that would kind of let me skip the a ladder peg, for instance, like, you know, I'm climbing the corporate ladder. I got to kind of like skip a jump ahead and get this extra special job. And it was way more money. And it was like then that I was like so excited. I was like 25 years old and I would be making like $125,000 as a 25 year old. Like I was pumped. Yeah. And then I looked at the job description and was like thinking about what my daily life would look like if I took that job. And what skills I would be learning and putting my energy into if I took that job and where I would be living because if I took that job and none of those things are what I wanted. And I was like, so if I continue down this path, I'm going to be stuck. Like you're never actually stuck, but you know, that was my mentality. Like if I take this and then I'm making this much money and then my next job, I'm making that much money and like, I won't be able to get out. Like I need to start making decisions now from a place of, I know that I'm comfortable and I know this is a possibility for myself, but what do I actually want? And then start creating that life for myself. Mm -hmm. So those are all of my thoughts. <laughs> I know I couldn't agree more. Um, and you're right. Like sometimes it's not, um, it's not easy when I'm not saying that either, like you said, either, um, option is easy right. um, when you hit rock bottom and then you're trying to figure out what to do from there out of necessity. But even when you're like, everything is fine. Like I have a career that I went to school for, right. but I, but whenever you're creating something else out of choice, because you feel called to do it, mm -hmm. it it's totally different. So, but it's still not easy. It's not easy. There's a lot of roadblocks and fun things in the way and things that you're going to, you know, walk through and have to figure out how to face, but it, it's just our own unique journey. And I think that it's, I really like that you touched on that because I have struggled a lot with that and that as a limiting belief for myself that I had to work through as, you know, I still have value and I still am capable to make an impact even without hitting rock bottom. Well, and you provide a value, especially to women who haven't had that rock bottom, because I think that's more of us, right? Mm -hmm. It's more of us that don't experience that rock bottom. And we're just like, okay with our lives. And it's this like level of comfortability that we want to get out of, but we're also looking at our lives being like, okay, well, I don't really provide enough value because I haven't hit rock bottom. Like if you didn't make the choice to go into this and to help those women, we would all sit here thinking you have to hit rock bottom first. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just kind of a ripple effect. Like the more women who talk about that and the, who say like, I don't have a rags to riches story, but this is what I'm meant to do. And this is what I'm doing. Like that gives credence to other people's desires, you know? Yeah, for sure. 100%. So I wanted to kind of shift gears a little bit and we're going to get into human design, yes. but those of you who are listening are like, what is human design? I am a human. What else is there to do with it? Yes. Um, so can you give them a little bit of background? Like what is human design? If you're going to give anyone a definition or like just kind of a overall view of human design, let them know what that is. Yeah. So I'm going to go super brief about it because I can go down a huge rabbit hole. I encourage you to do this on your own, but I'm not going to make like take over your podcast to give like a human design background. So essentially when you think about human design, everybody knows what a, an astrological chart is, right? Like everyone knows like you're an Aquarius or a Scorpio or you're a Leo or whatever. And so when you look at those overall signs, I personally don't resonate with my astrological sign at all. Like if there's a list of 10 things, I'm an Aquarius, there's a list of 10 things I might like agree with maybe one of them about myself. Human design takes into account astrological signs, 
I Ching chakras and a whole bunch of other things. And based on your exact time of birth and where you were born, so city, state, um, and time of when you were born, it will tell you exactly how you are designed to be in the world. And I know that that's a very vague description, but I will get into it a little bit more. Um, but basically saying, this is who you are on earth to be. This is who you are meant to be. This is who naturally as a kid you would show up to be. And then kind of as you grow up, you get conditioned a little bit, right? To be more and more like your environment or your society or who you hang out with. But this, the whole point of human design is to get back to who you are who you're meant to be. And I really love that because I have a little bit of a bone to pick with personal development. And I love personal development. Don't get me wrong. Like I'm a big fan of personal development, self-help, like all of that stuff. I live for it. But when someone tries to tell you to be more like something that you're not, I got a problem with that <laughs> because you are you and you're meant to be you. Can you be the highest version of yourself? Can you be a better version of yourself? Absolutely. But as long as you're kind of within that lane of like, you're still you and you're not trying to be like something else. So that's, that's a little bit about human design, why I love it so much. There's three major things that you learn from your chart. Um, there's your type, which there are four of them, five of them. Um, there are your, there's your strategy, which is how you are meant to interact with the world and those around you. And then there's your authority, which is the way that you best make decisions. And I think Mindy, you and I connected really around authority and how you make decisions with mm -hmm. human design. So I'd be happy to go into that. Um, if you think that would be helpful, but, yeah. um, you can get your chart for free at mybodygraph.com. It is not my website, but go there, get it, look at it. It's kind of hard to understand. So if you have questions, definitely like ping me, ask me things. Um, yeah. But you want to know those main types, which is one, what's your type? So the types are manifesting generator, generator, projector, reflector, um, and manifester. And then your strategy is how you interact with the world. So it will either say to respond, to wait for the invitation, to initiate. So those, those are the types of things that you're looking for in your chart as far as strategy goes. And then your authority is how you make those decisions. And there are nine different authority types. So I'm going to pause and <laughs> before I go into those and let have a little discussion about human design. Yeah. So I will say like, I don't, when we talked, um, that night, I know, I already knew that I was a generator. Mm -hmm. Um, and then we were talking about, um, you asked me like, where do you, where, where's your authority? And I was like, I'm not really sure. I can't remember whatever. And we started talking and she, and she just knew where my authority was. And the reason why is, and it makes sense. Like, it's definitely my gut. Like I make decisions, mm -hmm. um, from my gut 100%. And we even talked about how, and I've even talked about this, I think on my podcast or in a Facebook live, I can't remember, but how like I was operating. And at that point I had done some things where I was in this space of lack and scarcity and how am I going to create this? And I need to do this and all the things. And I was operating from my headspace and trying mm -hmm. to make things work instead of operating from like my gut and what was my intuition telling me to do. Um, and so once I really had to check in with that, and it's funny because we talked about decision-making and I'm a very much like, I know instantly, usually mm -hmm. if it's a good idea for me or not, I'm not one that needs to sleep on it. Have I ever said I'm going to sleep on it? For sure. Um, but it doesn't <laughs> but you know the answer. <laughs> yeah. It's not because I really have to sleep on it. So I usually know instantly whether I want to or don't want to. Do I sometimes follow that nudge of don't want to? No. There's sometimes I'm like, no, I'll go ahead and I think that I can do this, you know, and I don't listen. Um, and that's where I've realized that I get myself into a little bit of a situation usually, or I'm mm -hmm. not very happy in that situation or whatever. So, um, talk more about authority because it was really powerful for me to, to really learn that about myself because it made so much sense because I have such a strong, um, like, I guess, I guess the word is gut, like gut instinct or of knowing what I need to do or not need to do. From a human design perspective, you have a sacral authority, which is like your sacral center. So you have a very strong sacral response, which is the uh-huh or uh-uh energy. Like you almost have like a guttural sound. Mm -hmm. um, and you may have even like learned how to suppress those growing up. Like 
to where you were like making noises in class to be like, uh-huh, or uh-uh. And you're like, oh, that's weird. Like socially, I can't say that out loud, but that's still there, right? And so um, that's sacral authority is what you have and that's the follow your gut piece. But I think what, what we talked about a little bit in Austin and what I want to touch on here, because I think it is so freaking powerful when you say go with your gut. And if you were, you know, talking to me and be like, Oh, just go with your gut. I don't have that type of authority. That's not the way that I make decisions. And that's not what's in my human design, right? So we're, this is all in human design. This is all based on the time you were born and it will tell you what type of authority you have. And so to live your best life, essentially, according to human design, if you follow your strategy and your authority, you're golden, you're in flow, you're in alignment. And so can you imagine making decisions for your life using the things that you're literally made to make decisions? Mm -hmm. Um, So let's just like, I'm going to briefly go over what each of the nine are. And then I did like a little quote about what those are. So it will help a little bit with like, instead of getting really super technical about what each of them mean just this is the kind of quote you would hear from someone who had this type of authority so the number one type most common 80% of people have it so if you're like kind of wondering what you got most likely you have emotional authority so the emotional authority quote is let me sleep on it right so like you just said like you could say that but you don't necessarily need to but for emotional authority People really need to feel through things. They have to go through that emotional and what they call it in the human design world is waves because you'll go up and down Um, saying if it's not like when people say if it's not a hell yes, it's a hell no. That doesn't resonate with you. If you have emotional authority, Mm -hmm. you're like, well, it's a hell yes initially, but then like I think about it for a minute and then it's like a maybe and then it's a hell no. And then I ride up the wave of like a, I guess I could kind of do that. Right. So it's never like fully a hundred percent for you if you have emotional authority and that is okay. So if you want to feel it through, sleep on it, give yourself time. And this is for big decisions, right? This isn't like, what do you want to eat for dinner kind of things? It's for big Big things like would I help women leave their jobs like if we're having a conversation and they're like hell yeah I want to leave my job and I see in their chart you have emotional authority I'm gonna tell you to sleep on it like yeah let's let's think about this right so um, you will never get to a hundred percent yes or a hundred percent no so that's really empowering if you have emotional authority to know that because you aren't gonna be waiting now for that hundred percent you can wait till you're at 80 either way Give yourself time and make the decision. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. Okay, wonderful. <laughs> so <laughs> then we're going to move on to sacral authority. So sacral authority is what you have, Mindy. And that is the quote that I would say with that is follow your gut. So that hell yes, hell no totally applies to you. You have those guttural sounds, the uh-huh, uh-uh, or hmm, for I don't know, which that does exist. Um, it's really kind of a cool thing to do if you have sacral authority is to have people ask you yes or no questions because open-ended questions gets you into your headspace that you like override yourself and you're like thinking through all of the logic and the possibilities and all of that stuff. If you have an open head center, which I won't go down that rabbit hole, but then you could start kind of spinning a little bit about like thinking about things that don't matter when in reality you just need to make a decision. So if you get asked a yes or no question, that's a way helpful for sacral authority folks to be like, my gut is initially responding with, yes, I want to do that. Or no, I don't want to do that. Versus do you want to go to the mall or to the fair or to something else? And then you're like, I don't know. That's too many options. Like just yes or no. Even if they're in quick succession, you want to go to the mall? Yes or no. You want to go to the fair? Yes or no. <laughs> like, yeah. Seems so simplistic, but I want to get it down to like a very like almost elementary level so that you can start to see how this could work in your everyday life mm-hmm. to help yourself and others make decisions more quickly and that are in alignment. So that's sacral authority. And the reason it's called sacral is because in human design, there are centers, um, which are very kind of similar to chakras, but they're each responsible for different things. And your sacral center is, um, is where that knowing comes from. And so if you have a defined sacral center, that's where that gut instinct comes from. I don't have it. I don't know what it means to follow your gut. When people tell me that, I'm like, no idea. I don't have a gut feeling. Sorry. I'll talk a little bit about what I have when we get to it. But so the third one is splenic authority. So when you know, you know, that's the quote for 
splenic authority. So the splenic center, or what like we just talked about with the sacral center, the splenic center is all around keeping you safe. So when things come up, you'll have like an inner knowing about things that are good for you or not. Um, and so when people ask you what you want to do and you just kind of get that instant hit and then you override it with your head and explain all the reasons why you shouldn't do that, your head is not the answer. That instant response, that intuition, that gut feeling, which is not really from your gut, it's from your spleen, but whatever, that's your answer. You have an inner knowing. So um, you should follow your authority to make decisions in the moment. So don't like sleep on it because you'll get that instant splenic response versus like sleeping on it will get you more into your head. Mm -hmm. So listen to that inner guidance. Okay. So the next one is self-projected authority. They're, they also call it G authority and sounding board authority. Human design has like 80 names for the same thing. So if you get confused, reach out. <laughs> it's like very confusing. Um, but the quote for this one is, can I talk this through with you? And so this is the one that I have. And I find that a lot of people think that they have sounding board authority when they really have splenic or um, sacral authority and they're overriding their initial response. So the, these are different, right? So when you have self-projected authority or sounding board authority, discussion, the, 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 discussing decisions is the most helpful way to reach a conclusion because just hearing yourself say something, the energy changes when you've reached your decision. So you have to actually hear it out loud. Um, and the energy and the choice will become very obvious to you. Like I, I say things to my boyfriend, all the fiance, weird. We got engaged last week. So, um, I say things, (laughs) thank you. So I say things to him all the time. He's like, you know, you really talk to me about business a lot. This is before I understood what my human design type was. And I was like, well, I just need to talk it out. And so like poor him, he's like home at night from work and I'm like talking through all this stuff with my business and now understanding like, okay, I have self projected authority. Like I need to talk things out in order to come to decisions. And I was working by myself in a home office all day, not having anyone to talk to about it. I need to get myself in a mastermind. I need to get myself Voxer so I could talk through things like in my own walkie talkie app. Like I can do things now knowing this I'm enabled and empowered with all of these tools to then make decisions to the best of my ability. So went down a, a tangent on that one. It's not, it's not so common, but for those of you out there that have it, I feel you talk it out. Okay. So the next one, um, the next two actually are around ego. So, um, not in a bad way. So ego is, I want it. I got it. So if you've got ego manifested authority, you have access to yourself and the decision by listening to like what you say in the moment without trying to control what comes out. So if you're like, I'm going to live in that beach house someday, like that's a decision for you. Like that's happening and you can manifest your reality very quickly. Everyone has manifesting power. Don't worry. It's not just those who have ego authority. Um, but those who have ego manifested authority can actually like make things happen very quickly for themselves. So, um, follow what initially comes up for you when you speak and don't override your decisions with justifications or further thought. Again, have you noticed that none of these are making decisions with your head? Mm-hmm. None of them are logical. Right. Decision making. They are all in your body somewhere and none of them is your head. So I just wanted to point that out because there's like two more left. Um, so mental projected authority is this feels right to me, kind of similar to splenic, but you make decisions based on, um, sensory information from your environment around you. So if you walk into a restaurant and you're like, this feels wrong or the people in a situation isn't like ideas, like you're like icky about something, follow that intuition because that is mental projected authority and you're going to feel it somewhere in your body and you won't necessarily be able to explain it. So if you, if you have this one, chances are you've tried to explain this to people and they're like, I don't understand what you mean. It's okay. It's a rare authority type. You have it. Awesome. Follow it. (laughs) Follow it. Right. Yeah. So um, the last one is lunar authority, and this is only for reflectors. So uh, reflectors are completely open in all of their centers. So they're very open to conditioning from those around them. They really take on the energy of other people. Um, And so this quote is, give me a month. They need a full lunar cycle to really make the best decisions by slowing down, not letting the world 
not letting the world rush them. Mm-hmm. And you are really impacted by your environment and your surroundings because you're a mirror of your environment. Reflectors are so powerful because they're so powerful because you can really like see everyone else for who they are and reflect it back to them. And mm-hmm. so these people are really kind of get the brunt of when people know you, they either love you or hate you because they're seeing something in themselves that is reflected onto you. So you got to give yourself some time to not make decisions based on anybody else's stuff, but really what makes sense for you. So giving yourself a month is, is where that comes in. So those are all of the types of authority, no matter which one you have, I just want you to sit with it. And if you are sitting there feeling like when you pull your chart and you find out which one you are, if you're like, that's not me, there's a reason for that. Mm-hmm. If you were in a household that maybe really valued knowing what to do right away and you have emotional authority, you have been conditioned to make decisions in a way that is not best for you. Mm-hmm. And when you didn't give yourself the time, for example, if you're an emotional authority, if you didn't give yourself the time to make the right decision and you're still using that authority type in adulthood, like not giving yourself the space to make that decision, chances are you're running into a lot of stuff that you're saying yes to that if you would have given yourself a night, you would probably say no to. And those are the areas in your life where resistance keeps coming up, where it's not aligned with who you are and the way you're meant to be in the world. So hopefully that's helpful. Oh, totally helpful. And I loved hearing all of them because it was really cool to hear how so many people operate in different ways and the way that and for even me, I, like you said earlier, if I tell a client to sleep on it or, you know, or, um, if I say like, just go with your gut, sometimes I don't know what their, I mean, I don't know what their human design is. It could be that they don't need to sleep on it, or maybe they do need to go with their gut or just the same as like when I get on a consultation call, like I know, like I, I, I have had clients who like instantly are like, yep, I'm ready to sign. Like, let's do this. And they're like, instant but then there's the ones who have to sleep on it and it might even take a couple of weeks or it might even take a month before they're like okay now I'm ready um but and I have always wondered like why why is this happening like you yeah, just, and it has just no know. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with your sales ability right. which is really interesting like coming from like an entrepreneurial perspective and like right we do discovery calls and we like talk to people and we like give our hearts and we hold space and we're doing all of this great stuff so i don't know if those people that you have listening if some of them are coaches and they're doing this kind of work mm-hmm. and you're like why can't they just decide to work with me like i don't understand it's because yeah. they don't work the same way that you do and if they have emotional authority you actually don't want them to sign up with you right away like giving them permission to think about it is way better because then you're actually getting the real decision from them, right? You're getting the, I know I want to work with you. I've slept on this. I followed my authority. I'm doing what's best for me versus yes. And then three days later they refund. Mm-hmm. So it has nothing to do with your ability. Too. Yeah, totally. I have, right. And I, and I took it as a well, what did I do wrong at that point? And then I had to realize like, okay, you know, and I didn't even have any idea about human design at that point. But the first time that ever happened to me, you know, a girl was like, I'm ready. I want to do it, make a, made a payment and then literally slept on it, woke up the next day and was like, actually I slept on it. And I think that I'm not ready and had to refund. So it was kind of like, I at first took that as like, well, what did I do wrong? What should I have done? What could I have done differently? And then I realized that now looking back, she, she made a decision from a space that, you know, is not her authority. If she had just slept on it, Mm -hmm. we would have never ran into that, but obviously maybe she needs to, you know, look into some human design as well. But, um, it's super cool to like know that now because I, the way I operate and I tell other people that way, because that's the way I think. And, just follow your gut. Do it. What is your gut telling you to do? And I can't tell you the number of times I've asked a client, what is your gut telling you to do? And they're like, I don't know. I'm like, how do you not know? <laughs> cause that's the way that I operate. I know cause my gut's telling me. So, um, when it comes to like the different types, I know that there's five different types and I'm a generator. Mm-hmm. Um, can you like, so for me, I don't, what is, can you give us an overview of like what, the five types are just so the ones that are like, okay, well, I just looked it up and it says I'm a projector. What does that mean? 
just yeah. kind of a small overview of each yes. one and then first. Okay. Let's do it. Okay. So, um, let's start with what you just said, projectors. So projectors, which is what I am, we are here to lead other people's energy. We do not create our own energy, which if you are tired all the time and you are a projector, that is normal. <laughs> there is nothing wrong with you. You don't create your own energy. And when you're actually around other energy types, and when I say energy types, generators and manifesting generators and manifestors all create their own energy. So when you're around those people, you take in their energy and amplify it. You're not taking away from them. You're kind of like reflecting it back to them, projecting it out into the world. Like you can really channel people's energy towards greatness if you will. So being a projector, a lot of people who are projectors wish they were manifested generators or generators because they want to be able to work really fast and create their own energy and have this like full day of productivity because that's what society has kind of told us is like success, but that's not you. Embrace it. Love it. You have qualities that generators and manifested generators would love to have as well. So that's pretty much what a projector is. They lead other people's energy. They're a non-energy type. They're very insightful. Um, and that's, that's what a projector is. I'm a projector. So I say all positive things about projectors, <laughs> so, um, but they're all great. So again, nothing is good or bad. It's just the way that it is. And embracing what type you are and living in that space is if you take nothing else away from this, like you are what your human design says that you are embrace it, live that way and see what comes up, what changes and what sparks in you because wow, being who you are in the world, like the fact that we can do that is such a freaking gift. So anyways, okay. Tangent coming back. So, uh, generators. So generators are energy types. Like I said, so you guys are here to work and you're here to love the work you do. So what that means is like when you find that thing, that thing that like, could you could wait like do until two o'clock in the morning and not even realize that it's been eight hours that's the thing you're meant to do in the world mm -hmm. and the more you can do that the better um you're also from so from a work perspective from a you know entrepreneurial perspective you need to outsource stuff that you're not good at immediately like outsource it because working on things that don't light you up is the fastest way to burn out for a generator and because you have so much energy you feel like you should be doing everything. It's also how you're conditioned. Um, you don't have to do it all. Recognize it. Know what your zone of genius is. Hone in on it and be the best version of yourself. Don't try and be like a tech whiz if you're not a tech whiz. Outsource the damn thing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Sorry. Going to swear a little. It's fine. <laughs> okay. <laughs> do it. Do it. So continuing on to manifesting generators. So manifesting generators are ge combination between generators and manifestors. So what that means is generators are here to work and do love the work they do. Manifestors are here to initiate. So manifesting generators have initiation energy where they can start a whole bunch of new things, but they only have the energy to complete the stuff that really lights them up and that they love. So the one thing that I would say for a manifesting generator, and I just had a call with one yesterday, um, and she was talking a lot about how she starts projects that she doesn't finish. And in today's society, like that's really frowned upon, like finish what you start, right? You don't have to finish everything you start manifesting generator. You need to make space to create and only follow through on the stuff that you absolutely love. Like don't beat yourself up, give yourself grace, recognize who you are and make space for new, small, fun projects. And they don't all have to be businesses, which is a lot of who I work with, like manifesting generators who try and start six businesses at a time. It's like, those could be hobbies too. Right. Like they don't have to be businesses. <laughs> so anyways, that's manifesting generators. Manifestors um, are, like I said, initiators. So they initiate things like their job is in the world is just to let us know what they're going to do and be a trailblazer. Like great inventors are manifestors. Like they started up and if they have people like generators to work with them, to take the project to the finish line, that is the ideal situation. So manifestors initiate, create, that's why you're here, invent some really cool stuff for us. <laughs> um, yeah. Isn't that so neat? So, yeah. We all have our own kind of unique purpose here. And then reflectors, which I touched on a little bit when I was talking about lunar authority, because they're the only ones who have lunar authority. Reflectors are completely open. Um, 
And the way that you determine your type is based on your centers, which are defined, which means closed or colored in when you're looking at your chart. And those who are undefined are open, which are white when you look at your chart. So reflectors are all white in all of their centers, which means that they're constantly a reflection for us of who we are being. They're a reflection of their environment. Um, they're it's it's really quite cool. I have a very good friend who's a reflector. She's the only chart I've ever seen that's a reflector, and she's a tarot card reader. Mm. And for her to like channel essentially your energy while she's reading tarot is like the most magnificent thing I've ever seen. <laughs> like she really reflects you in the cards and can really speak to what's going on. So um, that's reflectors. And if you're a reflector chances are, and you're not aware of that, and you're not very, like you haven't really tapped into your intuition, I would really highly recommend for you to like get quiet, get away with people, and just think about what you actually want for your life, because chances are you've been very conditioned with all of those open centers to, to think that you want what other people want, more so than any other type, so. Wow. Okay. And when you talked about generators, obviously I'm like, yes, yes, yes. And so Mm -hmm. all of those things, I'm just going to touch on what you said and how, how much it's true for me, because, um, like I have always thought that I need to do it all on my own. Everything needs to be done by myself. I can do it all. I have the energy. I, why would I ask somebody else to do it? I can do it quicker than I, if I had to tell somebody how to do it, like all those things, I will just handle it myself. But I did hire a VA like a while back and just recently hired a new one. And I will say, and I had some time without one. So like about, I don't know, three weeks, which is not a long time. And I was like, oh, I can do it myself again. I got this. Like, it's fine. Um, Because my first VA moved on to another business. So I was like, it's fine. I I can do this myself. And then I realized shortly, I'm like, no, this is not my area of expertise. It literally drains me to do all of these things that I was outsourcing So why am I not outsourcing just because like there's other VAs out there that are, you know, well-equipped to do what I need them to do. And, but once I learned that I can actually be in my zone of genius and be excited and happy to serve while I'm not having to worry about, you know, editing the podcast and then uploading it and doing all of these things that I don't really enjoy doing, but I was doing because I was taking pride in the fact that I was doing it all. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the badge of honor and generators are very susceptible to that because Mm -hmm. (laughs) like you can do it, but it's, it's not what lights you up. And so I just want to talk a little bit too, like, cause I know your audience is probably not all business owners. So let's talk to like the mamas who are watching, right? Like, or listening. If laundry is the biggest drain of your life, outsource it. Like if you can outsource it, if you can get a cleaning lady, get a cleaning lady, like, right. Like, And if you can channel that energy that you're no longer being completely drained of it, doing tasks that don't light you up or not aligned. Like some people I talked to are like, no, I love cleaning my house. It's very therapeutic. Great. Keep it. Like whatever it is that's not in your zone of genius that you don't love doing that is a complete energy drain. And you know, on the days that you do it, that you're like frustrated and almost angry. (laughs) Those are the things that, that you can kind of look to outsource or not do or find another family member to do them, right? <laughs> yeah. So. No, it makes total sense because I, um, like I have clients and like, I think my mom as she loves to clean too. And mm-hmm. she's very much like, that's just, and that's not who I am. I'm not like a, but my husband is like a neat freak. So it's very much like, I am like, can I just hire someone to come out like even once a month to like do a deep clean because that is not something that I want to do it literally makes like drains my energy and the whole time I'm doing anything I'm thinking about all the other things that I should or could be doing um so I 100% agree there's like you don't have to do it all it it's not like it's not required like you can outsource and once I figure that out even for my in myself or my business it changed a lot of like I was able to make a bigger impact in the time that I've actually had somebody outsourcing um, or doing stuff for me versus me having to do it all. Um, Because even like when it came to planning my event, I could have not done that by myself. I mean, I could have. I don't think it would have gone over as well. I would have probably been way more burned out. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wasn't really burned out. I was just, um, it was just a lot to plan, but I had somebody helping me along the way. So um, very, very much support the 
the delegating if that is in your, um, if that's in your, if you're a generator or a manifesting generator for sure, get out mm -hmm. there and outsource. But I feel like everybody should outsource a little bit. Oh, totally. Um, absolutely. Projectors absolutely need to outsource because yeah. the maximum amount of hours we should work per day is three to four because we don't create our own energy. Like yeah. you have a sprint, baby. Yeah. Then you're done. <laughs> like you can get a lot more done than most people in those three to four hours, yeah. but, but that's all, that's all you've got. So, um, if you don't have to kind of do that stuff and also systems, right? So if you can create a system once, walk away from it, and have it be working so you don't have to do those kind of work, that kind of work or that kind of system. So for example, like if you're outsourcing and you know that you're going to finish this podcast, Mindy, and you're going to send it to your VA and then your VA is going to edit it and then your VA is going to upload it. Like that's a system and you have another person in that system. But if you don't have another person and you create systems or funnels for online work, whatever, that's working without you having to work it. Like those are really important. I will also say one other thing. I'm going to go down this rabbit hole, but <laughs> so for generators and manifesting generators, what I hear a lot from you is you can't sleep at night. Mm -hmm. So with that sacral energy, with that sacral center that's lit up and that it's creating your own energy, if you don't use it throughout the day, you're not going to be able to sleep. Like mm -hmm. you need to be like delightfully exhausted at the end of the day. So if you're not using your brain or if you're not using your body, and you can't sleep, try one of those things. Like, even if you hate to work out, like go on a walk, like get outside, use your energy. Because if you're having problems sleeping, that's, that's, it's your sacral center. You're creating more energy than you're using essentially. Mm, and that's exactly, I mean, like I have trouble falling asleep. It's what I can stay asleep, but it's the falling asleep part. And usually that's, that's where I have issues. It's like just that shutting off part of like, coming down, whether it be like, I can be, I can feel like my, I can feel tired, but I can't stop the energy part of it. So, um, yeah, 100% agree. Like, but it just, some days are not like that. It just depends on, I guess my day. And like, so for instance, like clarity and grace and all of that, like I was 100% exhausted, but like you said, delightfully exhausted and literally crashed, mm -hmm. like not even, didn't even plan to just like sat down on the bed and was out. So it's exactly what, I mean, just all of that energy was expended and just like, Oh, totally true. Wow. And do you, cause I know that you work out mm -hmm. on days you work out. Do you sleep better? Most of the time? Yeah. Mm -hmm. On days that I don't for sure. No. <sighs> there you go. Hmm. Oh, my <laughs> oh my gosh. I, I know that everyone listening if you have already listened, if you've listened to the podcast now and you have not done your human design, you probably want to go do that now. Um, and then maybe re-listen because I think that once you really know all of the things and then you really re-listen to the episode, it's going to really be more powerful right now. If you've listened to it and you're like, okay, I have no idea what my human design is. Don't know what my authority is. All these things you don't know. That's fine. You learned a lot just now, but go get your human design and then come back and re-listen or take some notes and figure out like how you can start using this to your benefit. Really? Yeah. Because like I love personality assessments and all that good stuff. And I've taken literally every single one I think you could possibly take. Mm -hmm. But the thing that I love about human design is that it's not subject to your answer in the moment. It's not subject to, this is the way that I'm feeling. So I'm going to answer the question this way. And I might get this result this time and another result another time, and then change my life based on these very subjective answers. Yep. It's, this is who you were born to be. And you can use every other personality to, like test under the sun and add to this, right? But if you're following your strategy and your authority and acting as you are meant to be on this earth, like with all of that other stuff, that's like a sweet spot. That's golden. So highly recommend doing obviously your human design and then following those two things and adding in whatever other personality stuff you want. Yeah. I love it. So everyone knows at the end of the podcast, I wrap up with three random questions. So I'm going to ask you three random questions. Um, so first question is what is your favorite word? Ooh. Gosh, this is so difficult. The <laughs> word that immediately came to my mind, um, I don't even know how to actually say properly, but it's resfiber, resfiber, and it's the silent beat of a traveler's heart before the journey begins. 
Yeah. I just, I love it so much. It's not in English, but I like write it out before I travel every time I love to travel. So mm-hmm. that would be a good one. Also very cliche and obvious is I love the word decide mm-hmm. <laughs> to cut off. There are no other options available to you once you have made a decision. So I love the word decide. Yeah. Yeah. And second question is what is your favorite sound? Ooh. That's so funny. Cause I'm not auditory like at all. Like I'm very visual. Mm-hmm. I would say the sound of our door opening at night when Jared comes home from work. Oh, that's that sounds good. And the last question is bedroom, car, or your desk. What do you make sure is cleaned first? My desk. I love my desk. (laughs) Open workspace, clear head. I've got all my crystals because I'm very woo, laid out, (laughs) ready to channel all the good energy. Good. I love it. I know I'm in the process of like trying to get it. I want a new desk and I'm trying to figure out exactly what I want and I just need a bigger workspace. So going to get all of that done. But Last thing, if you can let everyone know how they can find you, I'll put it all in the show notes as well, but how can they get in touch with you, especially if they want to dive into their own human design or they want to talk to you more about it? Um, where can they find you? Yep. So on Instagram, you can find me at underscore Lauren E. Armstrong underscore. There's a lot of Lauren Armstrongs out there <laughs> apparently, so I had to do lots of underscores. Um, so you can find me there. You can find me at laurenarmstrongtraining.com is my website or on Facebook. Um, at Creative Future Academy. So those are the three places social to find me. I run a group program for people who are looking to start businesses um, called Momentum that I open every couple of months, like three times a year. And then um, I also do a retreat every year. And this next retreat is in November in Bali. And it's for those of you who are like, oh my gosh, I want to start a business. I don't necessarily know how. How do we channel and use your human design to take you out of your current environment and really get you set up, started, and with momentum with a small, intimate group of women? There's only 10 spots. Um, It's application only. So that's for that. And then as far as if you want to learn a little bit more more about your human design, I do do 30-minute free corporate to entrepreneurship transition calls where I go into your human design, how you can best utilize that, and then talk about what options for business you have. So that's a little bit about human design and business. So a little bit of woo and a little bit of practicality all added together. Love it. Well, thank you so much for being here. I've had the best time. And um, those of you listening, I will see you in the next episode.